Welcome to Your Money on Purpose, a podcast for professional and entrepreneurial women looking to gain clarity and control of their business and personal finances. I'm your host, Donette Palmore, and on this podcast, I am going to be talking to mompreneurs, financial coaches, business owners, CPAs, and everyone in between as we discover ways to give your money more purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Money on Purpose podcast. I am Donette Palma, your host, and today my guest and I will be talking about how the clutter in your environment could be costing you money and peace of mind. But let me introduce you first to Krista. She is the founder. Whoop, hold on, cut a second. My okay, start again. Krista is the founder of Motherhood Simplified, wife and mom of five. She helps moms declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist and have enough stuff without it being overwhelming. Krista, welcome to the show and thank you so, so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk about this. Me too. So before we dive into our topic, can you share with us a little bit about your money story and how it brought you to where you are today? Yeah. So my money story starts with, honestly, me having absolutely no direction, no idea of how to manage money. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just like, no, no financial literacy at all. And then became a young parent, like a teen parent, um, and having to not only be responsible for my own finances and my own life, but then having to figure out how to care for and financially provide for kids. And I think I had a lot of naivety in what goes into that. I think because I was so young, which I think was, I think it was an advantage. You know, I was so naive. I didn't have anybody <laughs> telling me like, oh, you can't do this or that's not how it works. And so, I tried doing things the way that I saw most people doing it, which was like go to college, get a job. And I went to college and got a teaching degree because that's like, you know, the safest, air quote, safest kind of job. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> it was not. I realized very quickly that I, I, I just couldn't see a future for it for me financially. I couldn't see. I couldn't make the numbers work on how I could afford to care for my kids in the way that I wanted to. Not that I'm like trying to be over the top glamorous or anything, but I really couldn't figure out how, you know, I was going to be able to be paid this set amount and it work for me long term. Mm -hmm. And I know that it works for lots of people, obviously, because we have so many people out there who are teachers, but I just didn't feel like it was right for me. And so I took my teaching degree and decided that I was going to open up my own school instead because I was like, I can still do Ooh. what I'm good at, what I'm trained in. But if I'm running my own school, like my income potential is a lot higher. It felt more aligned with uh, my need for creativity and like just to like build things. Like I, I like to build things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did that and I learned how to have a business, how to start a business, um, how to find you know, clients, I guess, technically, but, you know, families who wanted to bring their kids to my school. And I did that. And um, then eventually we, I won't go into all the details because it don't really matter, but
But my husband and I moved away from Alaska and I had to leave my business behind. Mm. And then I had to figure out again, like, how do I make money in a way that I enjoy making money um, and an amount of money that- That's going to provide for your family. Yeah, that's going to provide. And that was a big learning curve and did a lot of different things. I went back to teaching for a little bit, um, realized I don't like teaching. I don't want to own a school again. It was great. Yeah, it was great for that time. I didn't want to do it again. And now I have an online business where right now it's working really great. It fits all of my needs. But in the last few years, especially, I've learned um, really how my relationship with money is mirrored in all areas of my life, in my relationships with like my husband, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with myself. It's directly related to my mental and emotional well-being or not. (laughs) Um, um, And kind of shifting away from just viewing it as, you know, just numbers and like a way to like get our needs met, but um, create a life that feels good to me and always, you know, in my, my, my personal life, my relational life, like my marriage and with my kids and all of these things. So, and that's, (laughs) that was a long answer. No, no. That's what's important is creating the life that we want, not what this person says or that person or society or the internet or Instagram, but what is it that we want? And I think having that deep conversation with yourself and figuring it out. And sometimes it takes us a little while, like that school was good for a season. And then you moved away from it and realized, okay, well, it's not good for me anymore. You know, and I have this lifestyle I want to live. How can I create that? That's amazing. That's a great story. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank I think you. Got it, it was, yeah, of course. It, it was fun. It was fun. It was what it needed to be. But yeah, thank you for that. No, and I think it's encouraging because, you know, it's a process. And I feel like sometimes we get stuck like, oh, we have to do this for the rest of our lives or, or we're doing a spending plan and this is what it has to look like for the rest of our lives. And we don't give ourselves um, that grace or it's like it's written in stone and we can never take it away. And we don't have to do that. We can give ourselves the freedom to change when we need to. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and what you said, awesome. ab- yeah. What you said about like it, it being able to change. I think that's one of the things that freaked me out so much about teaching is that I, I knew pretty well that it wouldn't change. And mm. if it did change, it wasn't going to change like in the ways that I wanted it to or when I needed it to, I was going to have to just wait until it decided to change. <laughs> and that to me did not feel great. Yeah. It's almost like it takes you out of control of it. And it's more like you want to be in control and and kind of say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Yeah. I love that. So, okay. So let's talk about clutter. So we have different types of clutter and um, you know we have, can have clutter in our minds in our closets, in our homes, and our lives. So um, what type of clutter do you specialize in in helping women? Um, and how does decluttering or having clutter, I should say, affect us, not just in our home life, but also in our businesses? Yeah. So I mainly support women, specifically mothers, um, but really any anyone who's in a caretaker role as well. Like, are you caring for you know grandchildren or... <laughs> your nieces and nephews, or there's so many different variations of mothers, foster moms. So 
specifically moms and specifically the stuff in our day-to-day homes and lives that are in our way. Mm. So like you said, like laundry, <laughs> dishes, <laughs> toys. Things that never go you're... away. They're like the repetitive things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The things that we have to have, but we don't even realize like we have way too much of it. Like, of course you need dishes. Of course you need clothes, but we get so used to having so much of it and we don't realize how overwhelming it is for us to like mm. be surrounded by it every day because what it ends up being for us, because we we interpret things through our senses, we're like around it. We walk into our houses at the end of a day. And for a lot of us, instead of being able to come home and be like, oh, I get to relax, right? I get to eat dinner, connect with my family, just chill out and go to bed. We walk into our homes and it instantly feels like we have more work to do. Mm. And that creates like these never ending to-do lists in our head. It prevents us from being able to do the things that we say we should do. I have a big, I have lots of opinions on the word should, but you know, the things that we feel like we should do, or even the things that we need to do, but we just can't figure out how to do it. A lot of times is because we are so slowed down by pointless messes in our home, like piles Mm. of stuff, like piles of paper, piles of who knows what Receipts, is on the which couch I'm sitting right here beside me. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a visual reminder of your to-do lists um mm. and so much of it is just not even obviously receipts are essential but a lot of the stuff around our house is just not necessary and so it overstimulates us it overwhelms us it makes us be really hard on ourselves and makes us feel like something's wrong with us because we can't do these things Mm. or we, you know, we say we can't do these things, but really you're just trying to do way too much. And if you could just get rid of those messes in your way, it gets so much easier. And I saw that really clearly when we decluttered because we, we decluttered in 2013, we decided to move from Alaska to Florida. We didn't bring our stuff with us. Um, And we had three kids at the time And when we got to our house in Florida, we had furniture, the basics, and life got really easy. Like the messes weren't there anymore. Mm. Um, The dishes were caught up on. My kids could help me clean up easily. I was caught up on laundry. And I was still feeling like frustrated at my husband. And I had this very clear moment of being like, so the dishes are done. Like it's not, I wasn't frustrated at him because he wasn't helping me enough. Like I'm still irritated with him and we had to address our actual issues, like our communication issues, (laughs) Um, (laughs) all of these things. And then it happened with finances as well, where when we got rid of our stuff, like leaving Alaska and coming to Florida, I remember very clearly like looking at the stuff that I had put out for garage sale and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like I, I could have paid off my student loans but I have all of this stuff in front of me. And it's like all of these little purchases that I was doing um, to avoid my emotions, to try to make my kids feel like I I loved them by buying them things, whether mm-hmm. it was you know a Target run or a great deal at a thrift store because that's what I could afford. It added up and I just saw this these piles of stuff that used to be bunny and thinking to myself like, wow, like <laughs> – if only I could turn this back into money right. to pay off my debt, I would. And so that that was a big turning point too. And like being more intentional about what we actually spent is where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a realization. Like you're looking at all your stuff that you held so precious 
And all of a sudden it's almost worthless. Mm. Like, wow. Yeah. I can totally um, relate to that. <laughs> you know? and, I mean, right. I like to have my stuff around the house, but you know, what are we holding dear? And what could we have done? And um, you know, with that money better spent and even, um, you know, at real life example, I was at Ulta yesterday and I love the movie Stranger Things and the makeup, the eyeshadow kit was like 50% off. And I'm like, oh gosh, yes, it's Stranger. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use any of those colors. Yeah. So just stopping yeah. to think more when we're doing that. So, wow. So how do you think... Um, you know, the clutter, you're, yes, it takes away our peace of mind, right? Because you're saying we, we walk into our house and we see piles of stuff that isn't done um, or we feel it's not done and it's making us feel um, insufficient as a mom because mm-hmm. it's another thing we can't get done. So how, what can we do? <laughs> what can we yeah. do? How do we fix this? <laughs> okay. Yes. So I think I think the best place to start to answer this question is to talk about some some very uh, like obvious ways that clutter costs us money because I think if we understand the ways that it's costing us money, uh, we can we can move into <laughs> the place where we're like okay we really have to get rid of this and I can tell you that next step too. Um, but I know for me as a mom, one of the most obvious ways that living in a cluttered home cost me money was that I would not be able to find things and mm. so I would just buy another one. <laughs> Oh. Or I would forget that we had things and I would buy it again. Or there were some times where I was like, I know we have it somewhere, but it's easier for me to just go get another one. And obviously it was never really anything huge for my kids, but you know, like bottles for my kids or sippy cups. It's like, I can't find them anymore. Like I will totally just go spend $5 and get another one. Instead right. of going and looking for the one, and actually this is a battle that my husband and I still have <laughs> because I'm like, I would rather have just one or two because then we have to find it. Yeah. If we have three, four or five, we just have that many to lose and my kids will lose that many. <laughs> and that's just wasted money. Um, yeah. But even with like clothing, for example, with kids clothing, I would save clothes for the next kids and I would forget what we have and then I would buy them the next size up. And then a few months later, realize, oh my gosh, I didn't have to buy all that stuff. <laughs> we had it right here. Yeah. But it was just, I couldn't keep track of it. Um, so that's one way that it costs us money. Costs us money if you're like me, where my house was so overwhelming and I was also dealing with things that everybody deals with, right? Like big emotional problems, the way that we our childhoods essentially. Yeah. And so <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that, yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, yes, I know what my thing is. Um, but I would. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I found it so overwhelming to like be with myself and my emotions and be inside of my home that I would find excuses to leave it. Mm-hmm. And that usually ended up costing money. It's like, let's go get a hot chocolate, right? Or let's go walk around Target or let's go do this thing, which ended up costing me money because I my home was too overwhelming. It was like I would and go to work. And you were bringing that stuff with you. So you were making it yeah. even more overwhelming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like in hindsight, I'm like, no wonder it was so messed up. <laughs> um, and that's another way that it costs you money. Um, and things get broken easily if you can't like store it adequately. You know, I think about mm-hmm. things like um, 
even like clothing, which, you know, sometimes you store it and you forget that you didn't wash it all the way or you washed it and it wasn't all the way dry. You put it in a box and it gets ruined. Like it just costs us, it costs us a lot of these financial ways, like very obvious financial ways. Yeah. And it usually comes down to it's too much for you to manage, whether it's mm. too much physical stuff for you to manage or too much like mental and emotional stuff for you to manage. So if you can start to let it go, <laughs> you get to a place where you can find your stuff when you need it. You remember mm. what you have. You become way more intentional about what you're willing to spend your money on. And you can see things like I will still even do it like today with my kids. I'm like, do you guys want to go? Like we're just bored. I told you before we got on here, like cutting down the screen time. We're like bored in the house. I'm like, do you guys want to like go do something? You guys want to go like to Hobby Lobby? And then having to like talk myself down and be like, no, we have <laughs> everything we need in this house already. It's just yeah. a matter of us being uncomfortable for a mm -hmm. minute yep. and figuring out what it is that we want to do. And then we did and everybody's happy and fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's, so it also sounds like, you know, it's also like clears your mind. It gives you this clarity when we have our stuff cleaned up, put away, we, you know, we got rid of the stuff that's too much. And, but it also brings like a clarity to your mind. Do you feel like that happens as well? Yes. And that I feel like after I decluttered was the first time I was ever actually able to create a budget and stick to it. Oh, wow. And I think it's because, yeah, I, and it wasn't very strict or anything, but it was just like, <laughs> can I please just make sure that I don't like withdraw my account is where it yeah. started. Um, and I got to a place where I could do that. And then I built on it of like, okay, now I need to get to, us to a place where I can start saving money. And now I want to get to a place where we can start investing our money. And it built on itself. But I, I really truly believe that that mental clarity was a, so huge for me because after decluttering, it was the strangest experience. It used to be that we would like put our kids to bed and then like, let's catch up on the dishes. Let's catch up on the clothes. Like let's throw all these toys in the corner and deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. But we would, yeah, we would get them to bed and then we had nothing to do. And that was where in hindsight, I was like, that's, that's why I was able to start making these changes and, you know, getting into therapy and, changing the way that we relate to our money and relate to each other was because we had that space that we just didn't have before. And I see it happen over and over and over again for moms. The same thing where they're like, my kids are napping and I don't have anything to do. And a lot of times there's three main things that they end up diving into after they declutter their homes. And the finances is the top one because wow. they're like not spending so much and they're wanting to actually get in control of managing their money and making it work for them. So and now they yeah. have the time for it, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> now they have time to take care of themselves because, you know, we pour, especially when our kids are little, we're pouring so much into them. If we don't stop and pour into ourselves, we're just going to get really drained and it's not going to be a pretty sight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just raising kids is, it's chaotic. Like you, it's unpredictable. It's chaotic. You don't know what's going to happen in a day. You don't know who's going to need what. Um, you can have the craziest things happen in any moment. You know, like my daughter this morning sticking beads up her nose. Oh, cool. Which is not the first time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
how can we like, okay, so we go through, how can we like get rid of some stuff? Like if we walk through our house, we're walking in, what are ways we could just start clearing our space? Yeah. So there's two spaces that I like to recommend to start with because they're non-invasive, but they have a really big impact and you can do them during your everyday life. And that's either your spice cabinet. And the reason that I say this is because most of us spend a lot of time in our kitchen and it's something that you can do while you're cooking and you just kind of go through, pull out the things that are expired, pull out the spices that you have duplicates of, like for whatever reason in our house, we always have cinnamon that multiplies. (laughs) I don't know how, Um, but you can clear that out, wipe it down, make it look nice and neat. But it's so simple that you almost always will take that momentum and carry it into your next cabinet, like your mugs or your glasses. So you can take that momentum. That's why I recommend that. Um, Or under under your kitchen sink or under your bathroom sink. And it's a similar idea in that it's really simple. Like there's not really anything sentimental under there that's going to like stop you in your tracks. <laughs> True. But you will be – yeah. I mean maybe you do, but But it's probably a step, not. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one simple thing that you can do to clear it out. It makes a difference. But it also – it gives you a quick win so that you can see that decluttering really doesn't have to be that hard. It can prove to you that it feels really good to get rid of this stuff and gets you excited to keep doing it in other spaces of your house. Um, so those are the two places that I usually recommend starting. Just they're simple; they can be done very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, what about in our businesses? So let's say I work from home. A lot of us have now because after COVID, we're working from home more now than ever because you know they figured out we could. Um, but mm-hmm. What about, you know, our workspace? Because if we're working from home, we're spending a good amount of time in there. Yes. Um, So I think the biggest thing for working from home spaces is that a lot of us think that it needs to be an office, like a full office space with a big setup. And for the majority of us, that's just not true. Like, yeah, it would be nice if you could have a big, amazing office. (laughs) Really, (laughs) all you need is a desk a space to put your computer. Maybe if your work requires some kind of paperwork, a drawer to put the paperwork in. But if you can just create a consistent space where you know, like, like when my kids see me in this spot, they know this is where I'm working. They know this is not where they can do their art projects. Right. (laughs) Um, And just, I think the boundary is the biggest thing. Um, and having mm-hmm. a realistic expectation of it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a big, huge office. It doesn't have to take up an entire room. It can just be a little corner. You can put pretty things like I've got, you know, like my plants that I, I bring around that inspire me. They make me feel nice when I'm working. Um, and then just having enough, I don't know if this is the right word, but like having enough love and respect for yourself to work from home in a space that feels good for you and taking time mm-hmm. to clear it off, wipe it down, get some plants, music, whatever it is that inspires you to work. Um, because it is hard to work from home, especially if you have kids. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even with Those no strong kids, boundaries. I can tell you that because I have dogs that bother me. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually, we <laughs> took our den and we built an office in it so I can kind of get away from everything and shut the door and they just follow me in. So, yeah, you know, no, totally. <laughs> so just making the office as simple as possible because we're at home, we don't want to clutter. Um, and I think like 
if we make it just a small space and we're not like, oh, now we have to fill this room up with furniture to make it feel like an office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which if you can do that, amazing. Like I would love to do that. Just, I mean, I have to be honest with myself. I have five kids, so it's not the priority, but I can yeah. have a clear boundary. I can keep it cleared, which helps my creativity. But then for some people, you know, they like to have things to look at that inspire their creativity. Like I've got it's not like I have nothing on it, but like artwork yeah. from my kids. Oh, that I love that. Is yeah. So and I keeping it clear and yeah. What was that? I was gonna say I think it's important to also you know take the steps to do that. Like okay, your life right now d- doesn't allow for that. My life ten years ago didn't allow for that. I was in the living room with my desk in my space. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of of you know what's also in your life and what's allowing you and kind of just going with the flow like you did with your your season of work right it was good for a time and then it changed um same thing with our environment we gotta uh love ourselves and kind of just give ourselves grace as well to where we're at and be aware of that I think that's really awesome and I had such a good time with this conversation we could probably go on forever um (laughs) There's a lot of things we can be decluttering, uh, yes. but thank you so much again for being here. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Um, so my site is motherhoodsimplified.com and that's where you can find everything, blogs, um, podcasts, clear, or what was I going to say? No, not clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's called clear clutter checklist. There's checklists okay. and everything for you to get started. Yeah. I love that. I wish I would have had you had known about you when uh, all my kids were little running around because it was a disaster in here with just their toys. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys again uh, for coming, for listening. And my name is Donette Palmer, your host, and I am on a mission to empower you to give your money more purpose so you can live your purpose. If you got value out of this episode, I would be forever grateful if you would leave a review and then hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, remember money is just a tool that we get to use to live out our purpose.